When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For everything, for everything indie, for everything cults, it's the Blue Horseshoe now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. George, as we welcome you back into the Blue Horseshoe pod, here's a question I'm going to ask. I think it's crazy. I thought it'd be crazy, you know, in the preseason to ask it, but here we are, five games in. Has special teams been the best unit of the three offensive and special teams for the Colts so far through five games? And certainly been the most consistent. I mean, I can, the only game that really sticks out to me that they were like problematic was Tennessee. Uh, obviously, the missed field go up in Houston, but um, I, I can't really stick a, a lot of things on them. I can't really remember like a really game changing play outside of Houston when they had the roughing the punter. Uh, that was probably the biggest mistake that they've made. But they haven't had a whole lot of you know, oh my gosh, the, the the special teams really put them in a terrible position. I thought against Tennessee, the, the the return games were a little bit too strong for the Titans. They got better field position than they probably should have had uh, as a result of that. But outside of that, I think they've been really solid. Chase McLaughlin's come in, done a really good job kicking, won the game in Denver, obviously. Um, Matt Hawk, I think you were just talking about him a little bit off the air. Um, for a guy who was not on this team until like the last week of training camp, has been everything you could possibly hope for. He's had a couple bad kicks, but um, mm-hmm. I think he's been really solid overall, and, and he's helped flip the, the field position, which is what you're looking for out of that position. Uh, and I think the best thing about special teams is when when you don't notice them that much. You know, If they're not really something that you're talking about after a game, they've probably done their job. They don't have maybe the explosive plays yet this year that they had last year, the blocked kicks, some of those things that, that, that were going on. Uh, but those come later a lot of times. Anyway, given all the new faces that they had, you lost Matt Adams, you lost George Odom. Mm-hmm. There were some really big question marks on on this special teams unit. Um, Kylan Granson's really stepped up. We mentioned him earlier in this regard. Zaire Franklin continues to be the captain of this unit. Um, I think it's, I, I would say special teams, I would give them an A- minus so far. Uh, again, outside of Houston when everybody was pretty bad. And outside of Tennessee, which really, uh, I don't know what happened there. Sort of like the run defense. I'm not really sure what happened that yeah. day. They just didn't have it. Um, other than that, I can't. I'm really struggling to find a time where they hurt the team outside of those two games. Um, that's a great point you make too. It's kind of like referees. Like if you don't notice them, that means they're doing a tremendous job. And you're right. Like we were talking about, you know, the the return coverage, the kickoff coverage. It's like, oh boy, like this is kind of looking shaky. They've, you know, basically given up no big returns whatsoever. They've not allowed the field to be flipped on them. Matt Hawk, right now, like I said, for for picking them up after what for how good uh, Rigoberto Sanchez has been for the Colts and how big of a loss it is, considering he's a punter. You know how it could be. He's been one of the most consistent punters in the NFL. To lose him, like I said, so close to the season starting. Matt Hawk is doing everything you could really ask for outside of, I think, one shanked punt. I think it was a Tennessee game where it was like an 11 or, or you know, 20-yard punt that didn't do anything to flip the field. He has 11 punts inside the 20-yard line so far, tied for fourth in the NFL. I mean, like, all things considered, that's exactly what you would sign up for. Chase would go off, and like I said, since coming in, 7 of 8, uh, since replacing um, Hot Rod after uh, was it week one. 
right? And so far, he's, he's been really, you know, done everything he needed. He made all four field goals in Denver, helped win him the game. He's been the offensive MVP so far, like you mentioned before, on this offense, which is in one way, okay, at least the kicker's not kill, uh, killing you, like we've seen in the past, but also at the same time, it's like, oh, jeez, the offense is, is a whole work in progress for sure. I mean, he's done a, a great job since coming in. Um, and like I said, all throughout, you know, they, they've they've not been the reason why the Colts have lost. They've had no turnovers, you know, no fumbled uh, punts in that aspect for sure. It's been the most consistent outside of really asking for splash plays, which I feel like is kind of a bonus anyway for getting blocked punts and blocked field goals. Um, and they had a blocked field goal in Denver for sure. It's been, I, I'm with you. It's been the most consistent, I think, out of the three grades. Like I said, I like your A-minus grade because out of the three units, they definitely deserve, I think, the highest grade so far. And credit to Bubba Ventrone. Questions coming on in that you mentioned. You mentioned some of the key departures on special teams and some of the injuries the Colts have faced as well. And they have so far, outside again, outside of block punts, have picked up right where they left off from last year. Yeah. I mean, really, that the only play that really, really sticks out is that that roughing the punter in, yes. in Houston, which ended up letting the Texans run out that third quarter. But of all the things that happened in that game, you know, that was just one of them. It wasn't it wasn't the backbreaking thing. It was a huge one because I think it helped the, the Texans hold on and, and tie that game. But outside of that, you know, really, where else are you going to go? Obviously, the missed field goal at the end of that game. I do think that they could have been a little bit tighter in coverage against Tennessee. But again, it wasn't backbreaking. It, it, they weren't giving up points. And, and I think so far, they've been the most solid unit. And I think also when you look at these grades, it's really telling – I think the feeling right now out there is, you know, this this season's a disaster and this team is is heading in the wrong direction. And I think it's really telling as we break stuff down, this is an offensive issue. If the offense would get on board and even get up into the C plus range, this team would look a lot better. You know, if you could just get an offense that was league average and, and wasn't actively holding you back, I think it's pretty clear where where the where the failure right now is with this football team. And that's the overall feeling, George. If you had to like discuss like the overall emotion or use one word to describe the first five games, it's frustrating, or maybe even actually I would change that to maddening because you're understand right. Like you look at this team, at least when it comes to again, division contention. We're not talking about Super Bowl contention or being close to the build. That, that's far that's that hope and that dream is gone for this year for sure. But when it comes to just making the playoffs and winning the division, you're right. They they don't need dramatic change. Like you said, the, the special teams unit has been really good not getting them. The defense has gotten a lot better, and they are now ascending to be a strength of this team, and they're really starting to lock down some of the most potent offenses like we've seen. It comes back to the offense. Like you mentioned, you don't need an A-plus offense. You don't need an offense that's going to you know match Kansas City score for score and put up 30 points a game. You just need an offense that's not going three and out, you know, a majority of the drives that's not turning the ball over at an alarming rate two times a game on average. And you're not, you know, you don't need an offense that's comes in when they get to the red zone, just kind of can't punch it in as long as you just get a, an average offense, a league, like I said, 15th, 16th in the NFL in points scored, not 32nd. This team is going to win the division. I mean, they're two, two to one. They're a half game out of first place with the worst offense in the NFL through five games. That tells you all you need to know. This team, like I said, they they are right there. It's just can the offense figure it out and get out of their own way? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a story every week. I mean, we started that in Houston. Like, can this offense stop hurting itself? And so far, we're a month into the year, and the answer is no. No, they can't. No. Outside of 
a few spurts, right? Maybe mm-hmm. a few quarters against Kansas City and like a quarter and a half against Tennessee because even the last end of the fourth quarter was, you know, they, they killed themselves. But again, you're right. Like it's, they've, sh- they're close, which is even more men because you see some of how these games end and it's just, they're a lot better so far than what we've seen. They're a lot better than their two, two and one record. And they're a lot better so far than the, the majority of play that we have seen so far through five weeks. So that is our mid, uh, was a quarter, quarter poll of the year grades so far from the Colts. Some positives, especially on offense, as we mentioned, a lot of negatives, but the negatives are not far away for the Colts to turn around and just make it, you know, uh, turn it around and have this team become more competitive and start to win more games. So that will do for this edition of the Blue Horseshoe Pod. Very excited for our next one, George, as we preview the Colts' nemesis, the Jags. They're coming to town, so there's a chance. This is in Jacksonville. We already write it off. We don't have to even do the preview. The game's over. We'll see you <laughs> Sunday night. But it's they're coming to Indy. There is a chance to beat them. They're coming off of a, a game against the Texans in which they didn't score off a touchdown. They lose 13-6. to six. So that should be good, you know, a good side for the defense, and you hope that they can get a little more pressure on Trevor Lawrence than they uh, had in week number two for sure. So enjoy the rest of your week. We'll be back with you for the preview pod here on Friday on the Blue Horseshoe Podcast.